You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. We can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello. Today I'll be reading Window of Opportunity, chapters 5 and 6, by Trisha underscore 16. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include alternate universe coffee shops and cafes, twink Dean Winchester, geeky Dean, voyeurism, masturbation, mutual masturbation, top Castiel bottom Dean Winchester, panty kink, praise kink, unsafe sex, barebacking, happy ending, openly bisexual Dean Winchester, lifting kink. Chapter 5 Wow, you are so gone on this guy, Charlie observes the next night while she chops peppers for homemade pizza. Shut up, I am not, Dean disagrees, even though he kind of is. Please, Joe interacts. You've been all cast this and cast that since we got here. And if I have to hear about how soft the guy's lips are one more time, I might actually throw up, Charlie adds with a grin. I thought you guys wanted me to get out there again, Dean reminds her. We did, Joe answers for her, tearing bacon into tiny morsels. But you've never been all gushy like this before. I'm not gushing. You so are, Charlie laughs. If it wasn't me who had to listen to it all night, I would think it's adorable. Wow, thanks for your support, Dean says dryly. Okay, so he might have been talking about Cass more than he usually would after a first date, but it's not his fault the dude was pressing all of his buttons. The more he thinks about last night, the more he can't stop thinking about it. Cass flip-flops between shy and awkward to flirtatious and confident, and he has no idea why both versions do it for him, but they really, really do. And fuck, that kiss. And the way Cass was looking at him like he wanted to eat him alive... Dean's pretty sure he's been in a constant state of arousal ever since. I will say it's kind of nice to see you all goo-goo eyes over somebody for once, Joe says reluctantly. What are you talking about? Dean asks. 
Well, you obviously liked Bella. Probably more because of her body more than anything else, Charlie interrupts. But you never got all. She waves her hand around like he's supposed to know what that means. With her. You guys are fucked, he says dismissively. Of course, because the timing couldn't be worse with Dean's hands full of pizza dough, his phone vibrates on the counter beside him and lights up with a text message. He tries to make a move for it, but Charlie's closer and her hands aren't covered in anything, so she wins, snatching up his phone and dashing away with it held close to her chest. Hello, Dean, she reads aloud. I was wondering if you would like to join me for lunch tomorrow at Cup of Life as we discussed on our date. Does he always text like that? She asks. Actually, yeah, Dean says, amused despite his irritation that she read that text before him. Then his heart stops when he sees her deft fingers dancing over his keyboard, obviously typing out a reply. Charlie. Hey, Cass, I'd love to. I haven't shut up about you since we've had ice cream, winky face, she says with an evil gleam in her eye. And before Dean can object, he hears the whooshing sound that means she actually sent the message. You, you jerk, he sputters. I can't believe you actually sent that. It's not like it isn't true, Charlie says between giggles. Come on, Charlie, lay off. You'd kill Dean if he ever did that to somebody you went out with, Joe says, surprisingly taking Dean's side. I'm spitting on your side of the pizza, Dean says to Charlie, working out some of his frustration by kneading the dough a little harder than totally necessary. If he freaks out, I'll just call him and tell him it wasn't you, Charlie says breezily. Just relax. Oh, he said, I'm pleased to hear that, considering I haven't been able to stop thinking about you either, smiley face. Oh, that's actually really cute. Dean thinks so too, and he wishes more than anything that he was in private when he read it, because there's no stopping the way he blushes or the smile that flashes before he ducks his head and tries to fight it back. Cass hasn't been able to stop thinking about him. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome, Cass. Charlie types, and Dean has to admire how well she knows him for taking the words right out of his head. I'll see you at noon? You're seriously going to go to the same coffee shop where you had lunch with the guy's twin for a second date? Joe asks. Yeah, Dean answers. He knows I met Jimmy for the same thing. We agreed it'll be cleansing, he says with a quirk of his lips. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, Charlie reads before her fingers type out a reply. Me too, Cass. Wow, I should have my own dating show, she says next. Dean snorts. Yeah, that was some magic, he says sarcastically. Sounds like this Castiel guy is just as taken with you as you are with him, Joe says. Can you grab the sauce out of the cupboard, Dean says to Charlie. As soon as she puts his phone down, he scoops it up, flour on his hands be damned, and puts it safely in his back pocket. And yeah, Joe, I definitely get the feeling he was as into me as I was into him. I have a feeling it's going to be just me and you a lot more than we're used to over the next little bit, Red, Joe says to Charlie. Dean frowns as he takes the can from Charlie. Can't we all hang out together? You never did any other time you were dating. We barely even saw you at all when you were with Bella, Charlie says, leaning against the counter. You hated Bella, Dean reminds her. Yeah, because she tried to stomp out every part of you that makes us best friends, including actually spending time together. 
Dean's mouth opens and closes without saying anything before he starts opening the can with a handheld can opener. I didn't know that's why you didn't like her, he finally says. Wasn't about to tell you that when you were hypnotized by her vagina, Charlie says half under her breath. She wasn't even that good in bed, Dean admits for the first time, getting shocked looks from both Joe and Charlie. She was just really hot. Almost a year with her and I never felt the way Cass had me feel with a single kiss. Oh, here we go again, Joe says good-naturedly. Shut up or I won't ask him to hang out with us this weekend. Okay, okay, keep your panties on, Charlie says, bouncing her eyebrows. Can we please not talk about that again? Joe says with a look of disgust on her face. I know way too much about your kinks, Winchester. I'm with Joe, Dean says. Now get over here and put your shit on your pizza. Thursday morning drags by slower than he could have imagined, but finally it's noon. Dean pushes the front door of the bank open, watching over his shoulder as he holds it open for the person behind him. And as he rounds the corner, he walks directly into Cass. Shit, Dean says on an exhale. His expression of shock quickly gives way to a smile as he realizes his hands now lie on Cass's broad chest and Cass's hands have landed on his hips. I just keep running into you. This time, it was at least slightly intentional, as I was hoping to walk you down to Cup of Life. Castiel says, his cheeks already flushed a bright pink. I didn't mean to actually run into you, though. Sorry about that. Having a real hard time trying to think of a reason for you to be sorry right about now, Dean says, moving his hands slowly up his chest and around his neck. He has to fight back the urge to slide his hands into his hair at the back of his neck. That's probably too intimate for somebody he's only hung out with once. May I kiss you, Dean? Castiel asks him quietly. Instead of answering verbally, Dean just lowers his mouth to brush his lips against Cass's. Castiel's fingers tighten on his hips while their lips cling to one another for a handful of seconds, and he sucks Dean's lower lip between his before he swipes his tongue across it quickly and breaks their kiss. Dean licks his lip in response and his heart thunders in his chest while he tastes the minty flavor of toothpaste, mixed with what must be Castiel's natural flavor. Shit, Dean sighs. He feels like he's in a cartoon and a hundred little hearts are spinning around his head. He's damn sure he's never felt like this from a simple kiss in his life. I missed you, Castiel admits quietly. You're gonna make me blush. Dean smiles, fully aware that his cheeks are already warm. You're lovely when you blush, Castiel says kindly, which doesn't help his pink cheeks whatsoever. Reluctantly, he takes a step back and runs his hands down Castiel's arm, hello bicep, until their fingers slide together. Without another word spoken, they start walking towards the coffee shop. Dean uses the comfortable silence between them to soak up the physical contact basking in the way Castiel's thumb brushes back and forth over the back of his hand like he can't get enough of him either. He checks out Cass and his peripheral as they walk. 
He's in black skinny jeans and a black and red checkered t-shirt that's almost absurdly tight across his back and arms, showcasing just how fucking ripped he is. Dean himself is wearing black dress pants and a black button-down, and he fights back a smile at how they unintentionally match. How was your morning at work? Castiel asks as they walk into Cup of Life. Thursdays are usually pretty busy because a lot of people get paid on Thursdays and Fridays. Today was the same, but it felt like it took for fucking ever to get to lunchtime. Castiel answers with a squeeze of his hand before he says, My morning dragged by as well. Funny how that worked out, Dean says sarcastically, earning himself another smile from Cass. So, since you've got an in here, what's good? If Jimmy asks, I said everything, he whispers covertly. But really, their BLTs, Clubhouse, or Roast Beef on a Bagel are my favorites. Clubhouse sounds damn good to me, Dean says. I'm going to go with the roast beef. What will you have to drink? Just a Pepsi. I'll have the same. When it's their turn, they're greeted with a big, knowing smile from Jimmy. Well, 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 what do we have here? I believe you know my date. Castiel says, sliding a hand somewhat possessively around his waist. Dean and Jimmy share amused smiles. You don't have to piss on him, Castiel. He's all yours, Jimmy says with a laugh, which Dean's lips also quirk at. What are you having today? Castiel orders for them both, and when he pulls out his wallet, Jimmy waves him away. You know you don't pay here. And I thought ice cream was a cheap date, Dean jokes. Jimmy laughs and Castiel flushes as his shoulders sag. Dean's about to say something, anything, to try to make him feel better. But Jimmy says, we'll bring it around when it's ready. Cass leads the way to a table in the back corner, and Dean takes the seat next to him and pulls it close enough so he can tug Castiel's hand into his lap. You know I was just teasing, right? Dean asks him. Yes, Dean. Castiel answers, but he still doesn't sound particularly pleased. I like spending time with you, doesn't matter what it costs. He says, which seems to soften him up a little bit. How was your morning, Cass? The nickname softens him further, and that thumb of his starts working the back of his hand again. Productive. I knew I would be much too anxious to begin anything new, so I did some lettering instead and it helped to pass the time. You do the writing yourself, too? Dean asks. No, just the lettering. It isn't the same. The particular story was already written, so I'm just copying the words in my handwriting so it fits the style of the comic. Can you tell me what you're working on, or is it top secret or something? It's the beginning of what the author hopes to be a series about two women and a team of young misfit girls who fight the supernatural. Castiel divulges. Cool. You get to draw monsters and stuff? I haven't yet, but I will. I'd love to see that, Dean says honestly. I would like that as well, maybe someday soon, Castiel offers. I know we pretty much just got here, so feel free to tell me I'm jumping the gun, but a couple of my friends were hoping we could all hang out this weekend if you're not doing anything, Dean says. Castiel seems completely at ease again when he nods. I am quite shy around new people, but I'd love the opportunity to meet your friends. What are they like? Uh, well, Joe's like my little sister. We basically grew up together because her mom, Ellen, was our after-school and summer babysitter. She's the same age as me and we always got along okay. And then there's Charlie. 
He grins, just saying her name. Charlie's hard to describe. She's kind of like a puppy in a human body. Adorable as hell and just bursting with energy all the time. Getting all excited for no reason and knocking shit over. He tries to explain. She's also, hands down, the nerdiest person I've ever met. Ah, but you don't know me that well yet, Castiel teases. We've got time, Dean says with a smile. We do. I meant it when I said I've been thinking about you a lot. It's been a very long time since I felt this kind of potential with somebody. Potential? Dean echoes curiously. What are you hoping I'll be in the future? Mine, Castiel answers simply. Those deep blue eyes lock onto his, and just like that, the air begins to thicken between them. He has to swallow before he can find his voice to speak. You always this forward on a second date? Dean asks, trying to ignore the way he feels pulled into Cass like a magnet. Never, Castiel responds. Am I coming on too strong? Dean wavers before he answers. If it was anybody else on a second date who said something like that, he'd probably think so. But for some reason, he doesn't. I should probably say yes, but the real answer is no, he reveals. Will you tell me if I do? Castiel asks, pinning him with his gaze. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys who's just going to stop answering your texts or something. Castiel offers him a small smile. I'm glad. I will admit I'm still puzzled over how you're single when you seem to be a nice guy with a face like yours. Come on, Cass, you're going to give me a big head over here. Dean responds, but he's smiling at his praise. Honestly, it's not like I didn't have offers. I just wasn't really ready to date again after my last girlfriend fucked me over. Do you mind if I ask what happened there? Dean blows out a stream of air. It's a bit of a story, but it boiled down to her sleeping with somebody else behind my back. Castiel shakes his head in apparent disbelief, tightening his grip on Dean's hand briefly. I could see you being the person somebody would cheat with, but on? How could she want anybody else when you're so breathtaking? Jeez, you're good for the ego, man, Dean says lightly, though his cheeks are definitely heating up all over again. I'm sorry. Castiel says immediately, I'm making you uncomfortable. No, that ain't it. I'm just not used to people saying stuff like that about me. Castiel frowns. I find that hard to believe. Dean gives him a small eye roll. I've had people tell me I'm hot and guys making comments about what they'd want to do to me. Yeah, but you. Dean shrugs one shoulder. I don't know. The way you talk about me is different. You say shit like I'm breathtaking and beautiful, and believe me, nobody's ever said anything like that to me before. Well, in that case, I'm glad I get to be the first one to praise you without being crass, Castiel says. Castiel squares his shoulders, and the next second he hears Jimmy coming from behind him. Special delivery, Jimmy says happily, placing a plate in front of each of them. Thank you, Jimmy, Castiel says. Looks damn good, Dean comments. He takes a drink of the soda Jimmy places down next, and Jimmy asks, How's the second date going? Very well, Castiel answers. No complaints on my end. I'm already angling for a third date this weekend, Dean says, looking at Cass. You know you're going to have to stop holding hands to eat sandwiches, right? Jimmy asks, obviously amused. Castiel scowls at him, and Dean says, 
Don't worry, baby. We can still play footsies under the table. He adds an over-exaggerated wink, and when Jimmy tips his head back and laughs, Castiel can't keep a straight face as he untangles their fingers. I knew I liked you for a reason. Castiel flirts. Yeah, it's because he looks 18. Jimmy laughs. Jimmy, Castiel says sharply. Don't worry about it, Cass. He's just trying to embarrass you. It's what big brothers do. Besides, these cheekbones aren't going anywhere no matter how old I am, he says lightly, causing both brothers to laugh. Now you go back to work and let me keep charming your brother, he says to Jimmy. All right, no making out in my coffee shop, though, or I'll bring the hose around, Jimmy says, reaching over to mess up Castiel's hair and dodging the way Cass swats at him before he takes off, still laughing. I'm so sorry about that, Dean. I foolishly thought that because Jimmy already knew you, he would be mature enough to see me on a date and not act that way for once. I should have known better, he says, trying to fix his hair. Seriously, don't worry about it, Dean says, spinning his plate to try to find the best angle to pick up his sandwich. I'm a big brother too, remember? I get it. He bites into his sandwich and lets out an appreciative little sound. It's good, he says, his food chipmunked into his cheek as he chews. Castiel smiles but drops his eyes to his own sandwich. He says, I'm glad you're enjoying it, before he digs in himself. They both eat in silence for a few minutes before Dean takes a break for a drink and asks the question he's sure Cass knows is coming. So, tell me about the meaning behind Jimmy's he-looks-like-he's-eighteen comment. Castiel struggles to clear his throat and pats at his chest, causing Dean to chuckle. Sorry, I should have led into that better. Didn't mean to make you literally choke. Having now recovered, Castiel waves it away. It's fine, really. It's just more of what we were talking about over ice cream. How you like that I'm smaller than you? Dean supplies. Yes, as I said then, I have a particular type that I'm drawn to. I got that, but I thought it was more to do with being, you know, lean than it was how old I am. It is, Castiel assures him. It's just that the things I'm most attracted to in men, at least based on a purely physical level, are usually found in younger men. Do I want to know? Dean asks. Castiel smiles kindly. That depends on how comfortable you are with your body and masculinity. Dean turns his lips down in what he likes to think of as a mouth shrug. I think I'm good. Hit me with it. As I said before, you're beautiful, Dean. I happen to like that you're beautiful and not rugged and manly. You have long eyelashes, high cheekbones, and the most adorable smattering of freckles across your nose that I've ever seen in my life. Your lips. Dean licks them subconsciously and sees Castiel track the movement hungrily with his eyes. I thought they were lush long before I was so lucky enough to feel them. Your face was so smooth, your skin so soft. You hold strength in your upper body, but your hips are tapered and slender, and I find it incredibly sexy how well they fit in my hands. Dean nods, okay enough with everything he said so far that his mouth's a little dry. Usually, the older men get, the less of all these things apply to them. I know I've got feminine features or whatever, Dean says reluctantly. Soft features, not feminine. Castiel corrects him. I'm not attracted to females. Okay, well, still, my face is only so smooth because I have to shave every day for work. It's a rule. 
On the weekends, though, I've got some scruff. Is that going to be an issue for you? No, of course not. That's why I said this was just purely physical. Well, what if, say this works out and we stay together a while? He says, his cheeks burning at even mentioning that on a second date. You still going to be attracted to me when I'm 40 and don't have such a baby face anymore? As you said earlier, those cheekbones of yours aren't going anywhere, Castiel says, smiling softly. Honestly, though, Dean, it's the man you are behind your beauty that had me thinking about you so much in the last few days. Hmm, you sure you weren't just thinking about that kiss? Dean says, taking another bite of his sandwich. He isn't entirely sure how he feels about this, and he wants to change the subject so he can think about it later. Oh, I was thinking about that, too, he says, still smiling. But it was how funny you are, and how we talked for an hour about Led Zeppelin, and how you didn't just let me say what my favorite songs were. You asked intelligent questions about the music and why it resonated with me. You made me think about songs that I've been listening to for a decade in a way I've never thought about them before. I was enchanted by who you are. The package you're in is just a nice bonus. That's far and away some of the nicest stuff anybody's ever said to him, and it puts him back on even footing. It sounds like Cass is really into him, and considering how much he's enjoyed their time together so far, he's damn happy about it. Castiel is taking the chance his silence provides by digging into his lunch again, and Dean just lets the renewed happiness hang in the air as they both work on eating. Having had quite a large head start while Cass was turning him into a puddle of mush, he finishes his sandwich first and takes another drink before he leans back in his seat. Guess it isn't easy to find guys who fit into your preferred type of the older you get, huh? Dean says. Castiel nods and swallows his bite. No wonder you were so anxious to go out with me. Castiel smiles and wipes the crumbs from his mouth with a napkin. I felt the need to see if we would be compatible before somebody else got the chance first, that's true. So far, I'm glad you did, Dean says. It's incredibly easy to talk to you. Dean grins. Well, my kid brother could talk anybody's ear off if you let him, so I guess I got lots of practice listening. Sounds like you're very close. Extremely close. We always got along well, and then it was just me and him for the last couple of years, so we got even closer. It's actually really good timing that you and me met now, because now I have something distracting me from missing him. Dean says, surprising himself with his honesty even as it comes out of his mouth. Jimmy mentioned that you just moved into your own apartment for the first time. Two weeks on Saturday, Dean confirms. How do you like it so far? I don't know. I keep telling people I'm fine. He lets his voice trail off and finishes his sentence with a shrug but you're not. His hand finds its way to Castiel's knee, and Castiel covers it with his before he links their fingers together. His voice comes out small when he says, Gets lonely sometimes, you know. I do, Castiel replies, and maybe he's projecting, but he's pretty sure he sees understanding shining back at him in Castiel's eyes. Sometimes my apartment feels like a mansion. Really? Really, Castiel confirms. It's been better since I started fostering cats, though. Maybe you should get a pet. You foster cats? Dean asks, completely sidetracked with a memory of the little orange fluff ball. I have two kittens at home right now, he says with a smile. Seriously, how old are they? Not quite eight weeks old, 
their mother didn't survive the birth. Aw, Dean says, his mouth falling into a pout. Dean, Castiel says softly, his eyes lighting up with amusement. He lifts his hand to trace his bottom lip with his thumb. That pout is undoubtedly the cutest thing I've ever seen. Shut up, Dean says lightly, smacking his hand away. Did you name them? I did. Well, don't leave me hanging, Dean urges him. Castiel's eyes are still shining with amusement. One is pure black with short hair, but the orange one has this crazy fuzzy hair, and I was trying to think of names that go well in pairs. And my brother had just told me about this weird customer who asked him to write Batman on his cup. Dean's eyes widen and he squeezes Castiel's hand. Don't even tell me you have a black kitten named Batman at home right now. With his sidekick Robin, Castiel confirms, blushing but smiling. Oh my god, how are you this perfect? Castiel laughs outright now, shaking his head in denial. I want to meet Batman and Robin. Batman is very stealthy, naturally. Dean interrupts, making Castiel laugh again, and rarely comes out of hiding. If you tell me he has a little Batman cape, I might drop down onto one knee right here in your brother's coffee shop. Dean deadpans. Castiel's still smiling with his nose crinkling adorably when he tugs Dean forward by his hand, and Dean lets his upper body move closer to him so that Castiel can lean in to capture his lips again. Castiel cups his face with his palm, reminding him of their first kiss, and he makes a small sound of happiness against Castiel's lips where they meet his. Castiel groans before he pulls away. You're terribly hard to resist, he says with his voice low and his eyes glued to Dean's lips. And God, the way Dean wants him is almost overwhelming. He's never had this kind of chemistry with anybody before, and Cass hasn't even really kissed him yet. You're doing a pretty good job so far, Dean replies. Maybe too good. I'm trying to be a gentleman. Dean leans in to kiss him again quickly, nipping at his bottom lip and soothing it with a swipe of his tongue. He stays nice and close, turning his head to whisper into his ear as he says, Overrated. Castiel's voice comes out in a deep sigh when he says, Dean. Just saying. Dean chuckles, backing away. He flinches when he feels something hit his face and he looks around to see a scrunched-up napkin in front of him and Jimmy grinning from a few steps away. Unless you're playing hooky this afternoon, Casanova over here is going to make you late for work. Dean digs his phone out of his pocket and sees it's ten to one. Holy shit, that flew by, Dean says to Cass. Then to Jimmy, thanks for the heads up. I'll see you in the morning. I might have the baker give Cherry a shot. Dean groans at the very thought. He opens his mouth to start begging, but Jimmy holds a hand up to stop him. I'm on it. Don't start crying. Thank you for lunch, Jimmy, Castiel says. As his back is turned to Dean, Dean sticks his tongue out at Jimmy. I'm sure I'll see you two lovebirds soon. Jimmy grins, and with that, he and Cass both get to their feet and walk out of the store. He stops once he's clear of the door and guides Cass to the edge of the sidewalk so he can say goodbye. As soon as they stop moving, Castiel's hands rest on his hips. His lips quirk when he thinks about how Cass gets turned on by how tiny they are compared to his. You don't gotta walk me back, man. I know your apartment's the other way. Dean offers. 
I would anyway, but the cats aren't supposed to be alone that long. What about Tuesday? They'd definitely been out for more than an hour for ice cream. I may have lost track of time, he confesses sheepishly. Uh, apparently we do that, he smirks. Thanks for taking me out for lunch. I enjoyed myself, Castiel says. I hope you did too, because I would like to see you again. Yeah, Cass, I want that too. I really got to get back to work, though, and I want another kiss before I go. Thank God, Castiel says, instantly closing the small gap between them and taking his lips in a passionate kiss. This time, Castiel's lips part, prompting his to open in response, and Dean's fingers grip onto Castiel's t-shirt for dear life. As Castiel licks into his mouth and begins taking him apart with one gentle flick of his tongue after another. Wanting to be even closer, Dean forces his hands to slide up his chest. He loops his arms around his neck and melts into him, letting Castiel's strong body take the majority of his weight and feeling a swoop of excitement in his stomach when Cast doesn't even flinch. He holds him up like he weighs almost nothing and he has visions of jumping into his arms and wrapping his legs around his waist while Cass carries him to his bedroom. He whimpers needily when Castiel's tongue slips out of his mouth, earning him one more, almost brutally hard, press of their lips together before Castiel tears himself away. They both stare at each other, blinking and breathing hard, and if what Cass looks like is any indication of what he looks like, they both look like they just had a quickie somewhere. Jesus Christ, that was a hell of a kiss, Dean blurts. You should go to work before I toss you over my shoulder and keep you in my bed for the next, oh, twenty years should do it, Castiel says, obviously trying to crack a joke but looking like he's a second away from actually trying it. Dean wisely takes a step away, knowing he wouldn't protest in the least. I'll text you after work, okay? Castiel nods. Yeah, have a good afternoon. Dean nods too, then turns to walk away to go back to work, even though every fiber of his being is telling him not to. Chapter 6 He does have a good afternoon. How can he not when he feels like he's walking on air? He gets comments from all of his co-workers about how it looks like he has a hanger in his mouth since he can't stop smiling. But he doesn't even care, because he's dating a ridiculously hot guy with cats named Batman and Robin. He's never really been a cat guy before, other than watching the cute cat videos Charlie sends him occasionally but he remembers seeing Cass play with Robin through the window with the feather, and he feels an odd sort of affection towards the little thing. He remains in a good mood that evening as he eats leftover pizza right out of the fridge while talking to Sam on the phone. He tells him all about Cass, and for the first time, Sam mentions a girl named Eileen who he thinks is cute. Dean pokes and prods, but all he gets out of him is that she's beautiful, they share a few classes, and he's starting to learn sign language so he can talk to her better. He stands at the window, looking into Cass's apartment while he and Sam talk, but he doesn't see Cass or either of his cats. Actually, come to think of it, he hasn't had any good window material in a few days now. For some reason, he keeps looking over there anyway. Bad habits are hard to break, apparently. 
When he and Sam finally hang up over 45 minutes later, he feels loneliness crash into him like a bus. He picks up Harry Potter, hoping to lose himself in the familiar story. But tonight, even that's not working. He texts Cass, but doesn't get a reply right away. So without even knowing where he's going, he grabs his keys and his wallet and heads out of the apartment. He was thinking he'd just take a drive, but he ends up walking towards the coffee shop with no intentions of actually going inside. Serendipity must be on his side today, because he's barely walked five minutes when he sees Cass awkwardly waving at him from across the street. Seeing as he has his hands full of bags, Dean makes his way over to him. Hey Cass, let me give you a hand, he offers, reaching to take what ends up being a huge bag of cat food. Thank you, Dean. This is a nice surprise. Where are you off to? Castiel asks as Dean falls into step beside him. Honestly, had no idea. Just needed to get out of the house and be around other people, you know. He replies. Castiel hums his agreement. Worked out well, though, because now I get to help you carry this stuff home. That's where you're headed, right? Yes, but you don't have to help me carry it. I had it okay. I know I don't have to, but I want to. You'd do it for me. Dean points out. I suppose I can't argue with that, he replies. And honestly, the cat food was slightly awkward to carry in one hand. Next time, just call me and I'll go with you. Or, you know, you could drive instead, he says on a laugh. It's harder than you might think to drive an imaginary vehicle, Castiel answers, also laughing. You don't have a car? Dean asks, struck stupid. Nope. Everything I need is within walking distance, and if I need something, I can always bug Jimmy. Well, add me to the list of people to bug. I love driving, so anytime you need a ride, I'm there. I appreciate that, Dean. Thank you. There's a few minutes of comfortable silence while they walk the rest of the way to Castiel's apartment. Dean holds the front door of the apartment building open for him and follows Cass into the elevator. Do you have plans for this evening? Castiel asks once the elevator reaches the second floor. Now that you've cut my wandering around aimlessly plan short, nope, not a thing. Dean says, hope already starting to make his heart race. You're welcome to stay and spend some more time together if you'd like. I know we already saw each other at lunch, so I understand if you're not interested. Dean snorts as Castiel fiddles with the doorknob. Are you seriously getting the vibe that I might not be interested in spending more time with you? Castiel smiles as he pushes the door open. No, not really. Good, because I'm definitely in. Castiel kicks his shoes off and leaves them on a little tray beside the door, so Dean follows his lead, and then follows him into the kitchen. It's all kinds of weird seeing his apartment from this vantage point. His apartment's actually way bigger than it looks from the window, and that may be the creepiest thing he's ever thought and he can finally see the way the rest of the place pans out, with the kitchen and the hallway both down the right side, or left if you're looking from the window. You can just put the cat food down in here, Castiel says, bringing him back to Earth. Sorry, I spaced out there for a sec. He crosses to the kitchen and places the cat food in the cupboard where Cass is holding the door open. I noticed. I was wondering if my apartment was scary enough to send you running for the hills. Castiel teases. Well, it is scarily clean. You murder people, then have to clean up the evidence or something? 
Castiel scoffs. Only that one time. Dean laughs at his dry humor, and Castiel looks awfully proud of himself. Can I get you something to drink? Sure, I did walk all of fifteen minutes without a break. Kind of works up a thirst. He jokes. I have water, orange juice, soda, and beer. If I say beer, are you going to think I'm a drunk? I was leaning toward beer myself, so we can be drunk together. Castiel smiles. Dean chuckles. That sounds like trouble. Castiel just grins and he hands him two bottles of beer, then pulls up his shirt a little and reaches for his belt buckle. Dean's eyebrows shoot up in surprise, but he gets it when he sees the beer opener on the underside of his belt. How cool is that? Well, that's handy, Dean comments. I'd say it's belty. Castiel quips and Dean groans in response. And to think I just thought how cool you were. Castiel laughs and says, I'm glad I didn't let you think that for long. Now open the beer. As Dean gets permission to look at the general area of his belt buckle without looking like a creeper, he notices a dark trail of hair leading below his waistband and feels a bolt of desire go straight to his dick. Hell, it's been way too long since he got laid. He knows better than to linger on that train of thought, so he concentrates on opening their beers one at a time without making an ass of himself. Then he looks up through his eyelashes at Cass for his approval. His throat runs dry when he sees the way Cass's eyes are significantly darker than they were before he was in the belt area, and meets him halfway when Cass leans in for a kiss without hesitation. Castiel's free hand lands on his hip, which Dean has come to expect now, except this time it slides along behind him to rest on the small of his back, where he pulls them in until their groins meet. Dean reaches blindly for the counter, and miraculously finds it on the first shot so he can ditch his beer bottle and get his hands on Cass. Like earlier, he winds his arms around his neck, and finally feels their bodies pressed against each other as close as they can be. For the first time, they don't have to worry about an audience, about being in public or being anything but absolutely alone. And holy shit, Cass is taking advantage of it by thrusting his tongue into his mouth hot and dirty. He must have lost his beer bottle along the way too, because there's still one hand on his lower back, but now there's another one stroking up his spine, making Dean arch into his touch like a cat. Castiel makes a sound low in his throat, and then Dean's lifted and spun around so that his back is pressed up against the counter. When he inhales sharply, Cash just plunders into his mouth deeper, curling his tongue against his so fucking perfectly Dean's hands tighten on the ends of his silky hair threaded through his fingers. He feels Castiel work a thigh between his legs, and he breaks their kiss to moan, when he can feel Castiel's hardening erection against his pelvis. Castiel's mouth finds his neck, leaving hot and wet kisses along it while his fingers dig into his hips. Dean moans again when he can feel teeth scrape against his skin. Castiel's incredibly talented lips have coaxed him to hardness and past the point of rational thought already, and his hips thrust forward, searching for the friction he wants so desperately. Castiel's mouth stops working as he drops his forehead onto Dean's shoulder with a heavy breath, meeting the next roll of his hips. Dean somehow finds higher brain function and drags his own lips down Castiel's sharp jawline rough with stubble that's been driving him crazy since he first saw it. Dean, Castiel gasps. Mm, Dean replies, not at all willing to drag his lips away from the taste of his skin. 
We should stop. Fuck no, we shouldn't, Dean disagrees, but he backs away enough to look him in the face to confirm, and yeah, it doesn't look like Cass wants to stop any more than he does. So he takes a chance and asks for what he really wants. You should bring me into your bedroom and fuck me. Dean, Castiel says again, his voice so rough it's almost a growl. It spurs Dean to capture his lips to take control of a dirty kiss, pushing him back enough so he can turn and start tugging him down the hall, towards where he assumes his bedroom is. He almost crashes into a wall, but Cass pulls him back and starts leading the way himself. Castiel tears his lips away to say, I never sleep with people this fast. Dean kisses his way under his jaw and down his Adam's apple. I don't care, he says immediately. You want me, right? He can feel the vibration in his throat when he groans. I want you more than anything. Dean slides his hand between them and rubs it over the significant bulge between Castiel's legs. Yeah, feels like... But that's all he gets out of him because Castiel gets his hands on Dean's ass and squeezes so hard he's brought to the balls of his feet and finishes on something that sounds like, I... Fuck yes. And the next thing he knows, Cass lifts him up off the ground and he has his legs wrapped around his waist. Cass is lifting him like he weighs damn near nothing, not faltering in a single step as he carries him toward the bedroom and Dean feels his cock harden impossibly further at the display of raw strength. His head is spinning with unprecedented lust when Castiel starts sucking a mark onto his neck. Shit, fuck, no marks where people can see them. God damn your mouth, Cass. He praises him. Literally anywhere else. Castiel's hands have pushed their way up his shirt, and the feel of his big hands on his bare skin is enough to have Dean rutting against Castiel's stomach. Fuck, you're so ripped, so strong. I'm so fucking hard for you. They must have reached his bedroom, because Cass deposits him on the edge of a bed where he instantly has him flat on his back with his shirt rucked up to his armpits, so his lips can start a trail of fire down his chest and to his stomach. His fingers are already working on Dean's jeans, popping the button and dragging the zipper down. Dean lifts his hips and Castiel pulls his jeans off entirely, along with his socks before he dives back in and has his mouth on a hip bone. He can feel the sting of the hickey Cass is sucking onto the skin and moans through his encouragement. Yeah, just like that, Cass. Ugh. Dean writhes under him until Cass is apparently satisfied with the claim on his skin and pulls him back up into a sitting position to pull Dean's shirt up over his head. Got you on board pretty fast, Dean says happily. Castiel pauses, his shoulders heaving his lips swollen from the attack on Dean's body. We can still stop. You stop now and I'm going to have blue balls for the rest of my damn life, Dean says with a grin. Castiel answers with a grin of his own and leans in to kiss him, surprisingly soft compared to the last few minutes. I can't resist you. Stop trying. Castiel's hands rest on his shoulders and run along his arms and over his chest reverently all while he looks down at Dean with so much desire in his eyes, it's as if Dean can feel himself burning from the inside out. I don't want this to just be sex. It's not, Dean promises. Not for me. Castiel nods shyly and Dean says, How about we even out the clothing situation, yeah? I've been dying to see what you've got under that shirt. 
Castiel smirks as his hands grip the hem of his t-shirt and slowly peels it off his body. The very first thing Dean thinks is muscles, immediately followed by holy shit, which actually comes out of his mouth. You have your nipples pierced. Castiel's lips quirk like he's trying to hold back a laugh, and he says, Yeah, I was there. Why is that so fucking hot? He asks, his eyes glued to the tiny barbells he has through each nipple. Can I touch them? I really hope you do. Castiel answers. They're extremely sensitive. Dean hasn't been with a guy who likes having his nipples played with before. His hand starts on Castiel's washboard stomach, which makes his jaw go slack as he presses his palms into the firm muscles there. And slowly, okay, really slowly because holy shit, moves them up to his pecs. He brushes his thumbs across each pebbled nipple and already gets a soft gasp of pleasure from Cass just from that. Without another thought, he scooches forward and lowers his mouth to run his tongue over one of them. Castiel moans loudly, his fingers tightening on his shoulders, and Dean laughs at it again, incredibly intrigued by the cold metal against his tongue. He closes his mouth around the small peak and sucks, feeling the suction pull his nipple and the barbell further into his mouth. Dean... Castiel groans, prompting Dean to tease the piercing between his teeth. He gets another needy sound from Cass, and he feels a powerful wave of arousal course through him. He fucking loves this, and by the sound of things, so does Cass. And it's twice as hot knowing he's spurring them both on with every flick of his tongue. He lingers for so long he can feel the metal now warm from his mouth, and he knows when he pulls away... Cass's nipple is going to be red and swollen with blood he's sucked to the surface. When he opens his eyes to look up at Cass, he has his chin resting on his chest with his mouth hanging open, watching Dean like he's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Unable to refuse those pink lips waiting for him, he trails up his chest and opens his mouth to Cass when he catches his lips in another kiss and pushes him back down onto the bed. He feels a hand slide behind his back, and then he's hefted up into the center of the bed. Castiel props himself up on one elbow, and Dean uses what little space there is between their bodies to undo his belt and pop open his fly, lower his zipper, and start pushing his jeans down his hips. They don't go too far, though, before Castiel laughs a little as he backs away and stands up. Detriment of skinny jeans, Castiel explains, pushing them down with several wiggles of his hips. Dean pushes up to his elbows so he doesn't miss it while Castiel reveals those ridiculously thick thighs of his, but is surprised to see incredibly short boxer briefs he's only seen in gay porn, and what looks like a very nice cock hard and waiting for him inside. How are you this hot? he asks. Castiel laughs nervously and shakes his head as he pulls the jeans over his feet, which causes him to stumble awkwardly and hop onto one foot to keep from losing his balance. Thankfully, he catches himself on the edge of the bed, but Dean can see the way his face is burning. Cass lifts his eyes to him, where he zeroes in on how Dean is pressing his lips into a tight line so he doesn't laugh at this clumsy but gorgeous specimen in front of him. And Castiel pins him with a pouty glare that's somehow equal parts sexy, adorable, and hilarious before he pounces on him. Dean can't hold in the laugh that bubbles out of him as Cass pins him to the bed and kisses him quickly before asking, you think that's funny? 
I wasn't laughing until you looked at me like that, he defends. You were laughing at me with your eyes, Castiel argues, clearly teasing him. Not my fault you're clumsy, Dean says, running his hands down his back and getting a handful of his ass. And people falling is funny. I did not fall, Castiel points out, lining their clothed cocks up and pressing down on top of Dean. Dean lets out a needy sound as he feels his cock twitch with anticipation, but he still says, Only because you caught yourself on the bed, you nerd. Castiel captures his lips in a bruising kiss, scraping his teeth along the bottom lip and biting down sharply before pulling away. Just for that, I get to come first. Dean snorts. Good luck with that. Castiel finally breaks on a laugh and hitches Dean's leg up around his waist, starting a quick and dirty rhythm of rutting against him while his mouth goes right back down to his neck, across his collarbone and down his chest. His lips keep moving down, 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 and soon their limbs are no longer wrapped together. But Cass is pulling off Dean's boxers and kissing his way back up the inside of his leg. Just as he reaches where his leg meets his hip and Dean's almost whining with anticipation, he stops and asks, You're not going to give me syphilis, are you? He lets out a huff of laughter and says, No, I got tested after my ex cheated on me and I was clean. Castiel sucks on the skin at the V of his leg and he lets out another needy sound before he can keep going. And I haven't been with anybody since. Good enough for me. Castiel says, and then Dean's obviously died and gone to heaven because his cock is engulfed in the most perfectly hot, wet heat he can ever remember feeling in his life. Castiel slides down his dick like a fucking porn star, taking in almost all of him at once and dragging sounds from him he's sure he's never made before. Jesus fucking shit, he rasps, burying his head in Castiel's crazy hair as his eyes roll up in his head. God, it's been way too long since anybody sucked his cock, and it feels unbelievable. It feels so good, Cass, you have no idea. Castiel pulls up and swirls his tongue around the crown before he tongues over his slit and sinks back down, pressing his tongue firmly along the sensitive underside as he goes. He pulls back up and off, leaving wet, open-mouthed kisses along his shaft, concentrating on his frenulum and finding all of the spots he's most sensitive while his hand keeps stroking him. Cass is making the hottest little sounds, too. Humming and groaning with that deep voice like he can't get enough of him. And he's so damn vocal about enjoying this that Dean lets out his own sounds of appreciation. His hands are twisting in the sheets now, and as talented as Castiel's lips are, it's taking all of his willpower not to beg for the slick tunnel of Cass's mouth back around him. Like Cass can read his mind... He makes eye contact as he wraps those pink lips around his cock again and sinks almost all the way down, slowly. Blue eyes lock onto his as Castiel hollows his cheeks, sucking hard on the way back up and causing the final thread of Dean's control to snap. He bucks into his mouth with a gasp at the slippery sensation of his cock sliding further inside. Castiel moans his approval sealing his lips around him and sending vibration down Dean's cock as Dean fucks into the silky warmth. Watching his thick cock wet with spit and pre-cum disappear between the thin pink line of Castiel's lips while he can feel the heated gaze of his blue eyes trained on him as fucking erotic. 
and he finds himself suddenly teetering on the edge of his orgasm. Whoa, 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 you're way too good at that. Castiel hums, and Dean can feel the heat pooling at the base of his cock. Cass, you gotta stop, man, he warns him. Castiel shakes his head slightly and sinks back down, lightning fast, bobbing up and down quickly and tonguing at his cock head on the way up. All the while, he works the bottom half of his cock with his hand. Dean's cock is dripping with his spit, and the suction and friction is too fucking good to resist. He starts to feel panic bubble up in him along with his orgasm, but he still can't stop shoving his cock into Castiel's perfect mouth. Cass looks like every dirty fantasy he's ever had, and he's reminded suddenly that he doesn't want to come yet. He wants Cass to fuck him so he can come clenching around his cock. That train of thought doesn't help anything at all, and Dean's balancing on the razor's edge of pleasure when he lets out his name on a whine. Cass... Seriously, I'm gonna... Castiel looks up at him with those blue eyes darkened with lust and just keeps going. Dean has no idea how one hand ended up gripping Castiel's long hair on the top of his head, subconsciously guiding him into the perfect rhythm. His other hand is on his jaw, stubble rough beneath his palm and thumb on his lips, tracing the spit-slick skin pulled taut around him. When Cass sucks hard enough to hollow his cheeks, he can feel the smooth slide of his cock through his cheek. And it's so fucking erotic, everything inside of him tightens in anticipation of coming hard down his throat. Cass, oh fuck, Cass. He tries to warn him one more time. But Cass pulls up to the tip and swirls his tongue once more, and Dean feels heat rush through him like lava from a volcano. He can't catch his breath. His fingers clamp down in Castiel's hair and he tries to pull him off. But Cass sinks down even further instead. Castiel takes him in so far he can feel his cock push through the tight tunnel of his throat, drawing a surprised yelp of unparalleled pleasure from Dean right as he swallows around him. He makes a wet choking sound as he does it and Dean goes off like a rocket. He means to pull Cass up again but his hips jackknife forwards as his body locks up and the suction is too fucking perfect to even think about pulling away from. He floods Castiel's mouth with cum as one strangled cry after another is torn from his lips. Castiel makes a low sound of pleasure, and he can fucking see his throat working to swallow down his load. And he's sure the sight alone milks another pulse of cum out of him as he falls back onto the bed, absolutely wrecked. Holy fuck, Dean gasps, trying to get his breathing under control. His vision is blurry, he came so fucking hard. He can't even think. Castiel is still suckling gently on the tip of his sensitive cock, and it draws a whine out of him as he thrusts forwards again eagerly into the almost painful side of overstimulated. Cass lets Dean's softening cock slip out from between his lips and wipes off his mouth with the back of his hand. Finally... He finds the brain power to form words. I just came embarrassingly fast, he admits. You, you did not have to do that, man. You were making the most arousing little sounds. I didn't want to stop, and I wanted to taste you. Dean covers his face with his hands, overwhelmed with desire all over again from hearing Castiel admit he wanted to swallow. You're going to kill me. Castiel laughs and lies down beside Dean on the bed, his erection hard as a damn rock against his thigh, 
Guess I'd better return the favor, huh? Especially since you couldn't resist me and let me come first, after all. A flash of confusion crosses Castiel's face. I'll never say no to that mouth of yours, Dean, but that isn't what you asked for earlier. Dean's brain comes to a screeching halt. You still want to fuck me? If you're still agreeable. Castiel responds, leaning in to kiss him softly. But we don't have to if you're not in the mood anymore. Oh, hell yes we do. Dean disagrees. It's been way too damn long since he's been filled by an actual cock, and he's not turning this down for anything. You got condoms? Castiel chuckles softly at his enthusiasm and sits up to reach into the nightstand, where he comes out with a condom and lube, holding them up for Dean to see. Perfect. Now get in me. Dean prompts him with an eyebrow waggle. Castiel lies back down beside him and nudges his head towards him to kiss him slow and deep, plundering his tongue into his mouth sensually. Dean can taste his own release in his mouth and responds to it by straining his body towards him for more wanting to feel Castiel's cock hard against him again. They push against each other while their mouths drive each other crazy, until he can't take it anymore, and pulls Cass back on top of him where he belongs. He lets out a low moan at the feeling of being pinned down by a heavy wall of muscle, squirming below him just to feel his weight hold him down. Castiel, being the nice guy he is, backs off to give him some space. No, Dean says, his voice rough all over again. He pulls him back down and makes a sound of pleasure when Castiel's hips hold his down. Like feeling you like this. Fuck, you're perfect. Castiel responds before he crashes their lips together again and kisses Dean until he's breathless and arching against him. Castiel breaks their kiss with a gasp of his name and starts trailing his mouth and hands all over his skin. Something about those big hands make him feel small and powerless, and he fucking loves it. Cass pays special attention to his pecs, his neck and collarbone, and of course his hips, causing his nerve endings to come alive all at once and making him feel like he's tingling everywhere. He traces those long, capable fingers along Dean's already half-hard cock and makes a sound of surprise against the divot in his hip. He massages his balls in the palm of his hand. Fuck yes, women never pay attention to that. Before he runs a single digit along his perineum and down his crack. Dean can't hold in a needy moan, and Castiel's teeth clamp down into his skin, everything working together to have his cock filling all over again. Castiel keeps his finger where it is, just ghosting over his pucker, and moves up his body to take his lips once more. Each time he moves his finger over and around his hole, Dean lets out a sound of pleasure, and soon all he can do is breathe into Castiel's mouth as Castiel sucks on his lips. Can you turn over for me, beautiful? Castiel asks quietly. The endearment warms something deep inside his chest and reminds him what Cass said earlier. I don't want this to be just sex. He lifts his hand to cup Castiel's face and kisses him gently letting some of the affection he already feels towards this man seep through into his mouth. When they pull apart, they rest their foreheads together for just a moment, and their eyes silently say everything that needs to be said. Dean rolls over and bites back a hiss of pleasure when he feels his cock trapped between Castiel's soft bedsheets in his stomach. 
You're so beautiful, Dean. Just look at you. Castiel says quietly, voice full of admiration. Dean bites down on the inside of his cheek when Castiel straddles his ass. He can feel the heavy weight of his cock resting against his crack and grinds back against it frantically, eliciting a low moan from Cass. Then Castiel's lips are on a sensitive spot right behind his ear. His breath is hot on his skin, and his hands start exploring his back. Dean closes his eyes and just enjoys being worshipped. Every caress from Castiel's strong hands and every brush of his lips on his body turns him on more and more. When Castiel finally blazes a trail down his spine and grips his hips, urging him up onto his knees, Dean's cock bobs heavily beneath him, more than ready for round two. Your ass is astonishing, Castiel praises him, massaging his cheeks and his hands. How long has it been? Dean has to clear his throat before he can answer. Six, no, longer, nine months or so for the real thing, he declares. Castiel's hands tighten on his ass before Dean feels him press a wet kiss to one cheek. You fuck yourself with your fingers since then? Yeah, Dean answers breathless. I bet you look unbelievably sexy fingering yourself, Castiel tells him his mouth moving back up to his tailbone. Dean hears the click of the lid on the lube and braces himself for what he knows is coming, all but wiggling his ass in invitation. I'm going to take such good care of you, Castiel promises. Mm-hmm. Dean responds, biting on his lip to keep himself from begging. That only lasts about five seconds until he feels the first slick glide of Castiel's fingers over his hole and everything in him comes alive. Oh, fuck, he blurts, pushing back into the feeling. So beautiful, Castiel says again, circling his hole with his finger. Dean can feel the way Castiel parts his cheeks with his thumbs before he pushes the tip of his finger inside. Dean clenches, wanting to pull him in all the way, and Castiel runs a hand up his back soothingly. Take it easy, I don't want to hurt you. Cass, please, Dean whispers. It's all right. I've got you. You trust me? Yes, Dean answers instantly, surprised to find that he does. Perfect, Castiel says on a sigh as he wiggles his finger, slipping further inside, making Dean feel like he just earned himself a reward with the right answer. He squeezes his eyes closed tight and rides the bolt of pleasure that shoots through him with each thrust of Castiel's finger, moaning and groaning when Castiel eventually adds a second thick finger and starts to scissor him open. You feel so good, Dean. You look so beautiful. Apparently, Dean has a kink for praise, because every time Cass tells him how good he is, he swears he can feel his cock getting harder and harder. I want you... Dean breathes. I know, I want you to, Castiel answers, kissing his shoulder blade. I want to feel you fall apart. Maybe he should have seen it coming after that, but he keens when Castiel's fingers find his prostate, his own fingers going white on the bed sheets where he grips them. Oh, fuck right there, Dean says desperately. Castiel brings him to the edge with just his fingers, 
mercilessly stroking his sweet spot while he stretches him open and tastes every inch of exposed skin. How do you feel? Do you need another finger? Castiel asks. Unless you got a Coke bottle in your pants, I'm good. Dean answers, already so far gone he's completely lost his filter. Castiel laughs as he backs away, and Dean lies flat on the bed to give his knees a break, also taking the opportunity to rut gently against the sheets. He turns enough to see Cass pull down his boxers, and no, he doesn't have a Coke bottle cock. But what he does have is standing straight out proudly, beautifully flushed and glistening at the tip. Cass, please, he begs again, clenching around nothing. I fucking need you. Castiel's fingers are visibly shaking as he wipes them on the bed sheets before he fumbles for the condom on the bed. Dean watches while Cass tears into the package and rolls it expertly down his cock, pinching the tip the way he should. He grabs the lube and coats his cock liberally, staring directly into Dean's eyes as he does it, causing Dean to have vivid flashbacks to when he watched him jerk off through the window. His own hips speed up, thrusting earnestly into the blankets beneath him before Castiel's hands on his hips still him. Can you get back up on your knees or are your legs too tired? Castiel asks. Dean scrambles to his hands and knees immediately, canting his ass backwards to try to entice him into action. Castiel's hand runs up his spine and grips his shoulder, while the other lines up his cock at Dean's entrance. And already... Dean's head drops forward at the exquisite anticipation of being filled. When Castiel hesitates, Dean starts begging. Come on already. I want to feel you so fucking bad. You want this as much as I do, Castiel says, voice low and as rough as sandpaper. Yes, Dean sighs. Fuck me, Cass. The words are barely out of his mouth before Castiel is pushing into him slowly splitting him open in the best possible way as he slides in inch by glorious inch. They make simultaneous sounds of pleasure, and Castiel's fingers dig into his skin until he bottoms out. They're both breathing hard as Castiel drapes himself over Dean's back. Dean feels the cold metal of his nipple piercings against his skin as Cass starts kissing a trail across his shoulder blades. Better than I could have dreamed, Castiel praises him. So unbelievably tight, Dean. You feel so good. Mm, yeah, it feels good. So damn good, Dean agrees. Kiss me, Castiel asks, and Dean lifts his head to turn it towards him, lips meeting in an awkward but satisfying kiss that has him rocking back against Cass. Castiel nips at his lips before he asks, You ready? Dean nods eagerly and feels his toes curl as Cass shifts his hips and begins a slow but steady pace of pulling out and pushing back into him, letting Dean get used to how it feels. As Dean begins to relax, Castiel picks up his pace. With one hand now on his hip and one hand on his shoulder, he pulls Dean to meet him for each careful thrust, eagerly announcing his pleasure with low sounds coming from his mouth. Dean feels incredible feeling that thick, warm cock moving in and out of him while his legs are braced against Castiel's strong thighs is exactly what he's been craving, and he takes pleasure from every second of it. Every time Castiel pulls his body down onto his cock like he's weightless, every sound of skin slapping against skin, every gasp from Castiel's mouth, 
the scent of sweat and sex and lube. God, he wants to remember it all. Castiel pulls out suddenly, and Dean complains with a groan. But then Cass is on his back and reaching for him, and Dean doesn't need any further prompting to climb on top of him. He straddles his thighs, but before he can take him inside again, Castiel pulls him down for a needy kiss, teeth clacking and tongues tangling together passionately. As soon as Castiel's hands slide down his back to his hips, he holds Castiel's cock steady and sinks down onto it with his mouth hanging open with pleasure. Dean. Castiel gasps, already urging him to move. Dean closes his eyes, swivels his hips, and basks in the feeling of being full again. He never wants this to end. He sets a slow and luxurious pace, rocking on top of Cass sensually. He leans forward to find the best angle so Cass can nail his prostate and braces himself on Castiel's strong chest, taking the chance to stimulate his nipples and play with those sexy piercings while he can. Castiel throws his head back with a strangled cry and Dean smirks, knowing he's bringing this incredibly strong and sexy man to his breaking point with only his body. When Castiel's eyes open again, he spits in his palm and grips Dean's cock tight in his hand. Oh, fuck, Dean sighs. Not gonna last like that. I'm about ten seconds away from blowing my load, so that's good. Castiel pants, starting to stroke his cock expertly. Hearing that means there's no reason to hold back anymore, so he lifts his hips and slams back down onto Cass, impaling himself on his cock fast and hard over and over, making sure to get Cass to hit his prostate each time. He's a trembling mess almost immediately and starts letting out these whiny little sounds as he feels himself brought closer and closer to the edge by the combination of being fucked and fucking Cass's fist at the same time. Oh, oh, Dean, listen to you. So sexy. Castiel gasps. God, your perfect little hips look amazing. The praise drags another little whimper from him as it goes straight to his already throbbing cock, and Castiel thumbs the head. So beautiful, Dean. Absolutely gorgeous. I want to see you come this time. The heat coiling low in his pelvis tightens almost painfully as he calls out with pleasure. Come with me inside of you, beautiful. And that's all it takes. Dean pounds his ass down onto Castiel, taking him in to the hilt and grinding down on him as everything inside of him tightens, and he shoots all over Castiel's hand and over his stomach. Fuck. Dean groans as Castiel strokes him through it with clenched teeth. Dean almost slumps forward, feeling absolutely boneless, but Cass grips him by the hips and he manages to stay upright. Cass thrusts into him twice more hard before his hips stutter and he comes with Dean's name on his lips. Dean shudders as he feels Castiel's cock pulls deep inside of him as warmth floods the condom, and he rocks slowly on top of him to help him through it, trembling and wheezing with overstimulation. As soon as Cass urges him up, Dean lifts himself off enough to let his cock slip out, and then he falls face first onto Castiel's hard chest with a satisfied sigh. Castiel's strong arms encircle him, and Dean snuggles in eagerly, humming happily as he tries to catch his breath. He feels Cass press a kiss into his hair, and thinks he might actually melt here and now. God, he feels so good. Amazing. 
He wants to shout from the rooftops that he just had life-changing sex. Man, he can't think of a time he's felt this satisfyingly wrung out. Two orgasms in less than an hour will probably do that to most people, he thinks with a huff of laughter. What's so funny? Castiel asks. Just thinking about how good it feels to come twice and be so thoroughly fucked, Dean answers. Glad I could be of service, Castiel responds, sounding awfully proud of himself. They lie there for a while, sticking together disgustingly, before Castiel finally offers to go get them a cloth. Cass cleans them up carefully, kissing him as he does it, like they didn't already get exactly what they wanted from each other. Would you be offended if I slip into something more comfortable? Castiel asks once he's standing again. Are you asking me if you can wear lingerie? Dean quips. Because I could be into that. I'm afraid I don't have any readily available. Castiel answers. I was thinking pajamas. You already got laid, man. No need to impress me now. Dean says half seriously. Oh, good. Castiel says simply. He turns around, giving Dean an excellent view of his frankly perfect ass, and steps into a pair of cow-spotted pajamas. Well, aren't those adorable, Dean says with amusement. Castiel turns to arch an eyebrow. Would you like something to wear? Ain't I just going home? Dean asks. Castiel's face falls before he can school it into a more neutral expression. You can if you like but I was hoping to drink a few beers while we waited for the bottles we abandoned to cool down in the fridge. Dean smiles shyly. Yeah? We could watch a movie if you want. Now his smile's almost cracking his face. Yeah, that would be great. I'm good in my jeans, though. He says, standing to slip back into his boxers and jeans. That's a shame, because I saved the best ones for you. Better than cow pajamas? Guess you'll never know. Castiel teases. Well, now I want them. Dean admits, but they better be cool. I'm positive you'll like it. Castiel says, turning to present him with the white pajama pants with pink dicks printed all over them. Dean snorts with laughter but steps into them happily. You are the weirdest guy, I swear to God. Castiel shrugs, not at all ashamed and cups the back of Dean's neck to pull him in for a gentle, lingering kiss. Let's go get that beer, he says quietly, and takes Dean's hand to lead him back into the kitchen. Dean follows him blindly, wondering if this thing between them can really be so easy. It's 
Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.